Hello, welcome everyone to Pillar to Post, Fightful Over Books, Around the Horn style show. I am Jeremy Lambert. If you don't know how this works, uh, we've got four panelists in the, the elite world of wrestling media. We're going to talk about different topics. They're going to score points based on how I'm feeling, if I'm feeling generous, if they make me laugh. It's all it's all up to me. All the power is in my hands. That's why I love this show. And at the end of uh, certain segments, they're going to be booted. It's going to come down to a one-on-one contest between two men or women, and we'll decide a champion. Unfortunately, our, our reigning defending champion, Alex McCarthy, for the second straight week is being a little bitch, and he's not here He's not defending his title. He won this title on the dad episode of the show. And then ever since then, he just, he's, he shirked his fatherly responsibilities of defending the pillar to post championship and he's not showing up. So what we had to do two weeks ago was crown an interim champion and he is back. Unlike Alex McCarthy, he's here to defend his title. He's here to wrestle. He's here to fight. Connor Casey of comicbook.com, the interim champion. How you doing, buddy? I'm I'm good, Jeremy, but I'm mad because Alex be. McCarthy is a coward. Because I rightfully should have a unification match this week. It is one of the busiest weeks of the year for me. I don't know if you know this, but SummerSlam and StarCast and Ric Flair's last match, it's all right here in my backyard. I got to handle all of that, but I still made time for this wait a second are you you're not going to it aren't you going to your brother's wedding you don't know my life <laughs> <laughs> break it sorry i, I broke kayfabe and I, I outed you that you're not covering any of this counter no i am i am covering all of it just oh okay a big chunk of it will be remotely so oh, okay oh there you go that's fair uh, point is i'm Casey, mad jeremy lambert you should be again we should all be mad the entire pillar to post community should be mad that Alex McCarthy, much like Edge, is a little bitch and he's not showing up. When will he show up? I don't know. I'm going to take the title from him at some point, but I, you know, I would like to have a proper unification match, but it takes two to do that, and Alex McCarthy just refuses to come to work, and I'm getting sick of it, honestly. He's, he's let down the fightful overbooked universe. He's disrespected all of us. Making his Pillar to Post debut from... from 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 bleacher report the good doctor chris mueller who still does not have a webcam everybody you just hear a voice chris how you doing i'm doing great and i will eventually invest in a webcam if i ever decide to start my own show until then there is no benefit have some respect for other people's shows chris come on here there's a picture of seven-year-old me on some skis there that should be sufficient It's like mine. I think mine is like a picture from like 2005 or some shit on online. I mean, my Bleacher Report profile picture is from a wedding like six years ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> making her return, maybe she'll catch a catch a better break this time than last time, where she was booted early because doing a grab Sodi triple threat was more important than appealing to her ego and her fan base. Because who really cares about Kate? I gave her everything she has in the world of Fightful, from Fightful, from the Mark Order podcast. It's Kate. Hello, Kate. You bring me back for the championless episode. I mean, I know we have an interim champion. Come on, Jeremy. Alex McCarthy ducking us is like, it's kind of perfect, to be honest. 
We have one person who doesn't have a webcam, and we have another person whose webcam apparently sucks as you keep freezing, Kate, or your internet sucks. My internet sucks. Jeez. <laughs> I, we can't, do, can't we have some professionalism on this show? No, we don't Just have go- a champion. Look at this. Champion. Look at this. Supposed to have professionals, I mean, we don't even have a champion. Look at this. Kate's already at minus one. It just you you're starting at minus one, Kate. You're muted. I don't even know if you can if you can hear me talk. Why there we go. You're muted. You're at minus one. Also, making his return back from the dead, Connor Casey, kind enough to after bury him. Connor stayed late. This is what a great this is why Connor is a great representative for Pillar to Post and the community here at Fightful Over Book. After burying this man, Connor stayed overtime and he dug, he dug him up. He pulled him up. He said, you know what, buddy? I'm sorry. I'm sorry I had to put you six feet deep. I'm sorry I had to put you in the body bag. He's back. He's here to try to regain some of his uh, pride from, from Fightful Overbooked, from uh, True Heel Podcast, from True Heel Heat, from Believe Pro Wrestling, from Wrestle Talk. From the dead, SP3 is here. <laughs> hey, buddy. How you I doing, SP3? I, keep, I don't know why I keep doing this show. I don't. I don't know why I keep accepting. I no, I did accept this week because we have a star-studded cast on this week's show. We got my East Coast sister, Kate. Uh, we got we got Damian Powers from Love is Blind Season 1 as a interim Pillar to Post champion. And we actually have... Ladies and gentlemen, Charlie from Charlie's Angels. The voice of Charlie <laughs> is here with us. This is amazing. This cast, this panel, great stuff. I appreciate you all being here. Guys in the chat, if you would like, you can, uh, there we go. Alan Marks, he's already calling out Chris Mueller. Dude, you can use a cheap phone as a webcam. Come on, Chris. I mean, my phone, my phone is certainly cheap. It, that would not be a better option. <laughs> is it that you're too pretty? You don't want to show the rest of us up. I get it. Maggie's. I the run only into that person. problem all the time. Maggie's the only person on Fightful who's seen a recent picture of me, so you'd have to ask her. There we go. Uh, guys in the chat, you can leave a, a super chat. Most of the time we read them at the end of the show because uh, I don't like breaking up the flow of everything too much. But if you do leave a super chat, I promise you it will get read during the show. And if you do have a specific one for a guest, then I'll make sure it is read while they were here uh, in case they, they lose. So if you have one for SB3, for example, you know, go ahead and get it in now because you know he ain't making it very far on this show. Yeah. That that's one of the rules. You, you did you? Yeah, I read the rule book, and literally, rule number one is SP three never wins. Yeah, I'm transparent about it. At least I don't bring you on here and like try to lie to you and be like, ah, oh, you know, this time maybe. No, I'm very transparent that you're not going to do well. You should get better at this show, SP three. I've literally had like the most points multiple times, and you literally have gave my points to other people on this show. Well, shit happens and shit, you know? <laughs> Let's get started, everybody. I don't know if you guys heard. Triple H is in charge of WWE creative. Vince McMahon retired on Friday. Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon were named co-CEOs of the company. But the big news, which they buried the lead in the press release yesterday, Triple H has assumed all creative duties in WWE. Technically, Raw was his first show uh, under the Triple H banner. What, how are we feeling about Triple H, who went from NXT, where he lost the war, he got run off a Wednesday night, 
Now he's running Monday and Friday nights. He's running the whole show in WWE. Connor Casey, the champion. How you feeling about Triple H? And what do you think he's going to do now that he's in charge of the main roster in WWE? Well, it's I'm I'm resisting the urge to get overly excited about this because let's be honest, this kind of seemed like the dream scenario for a lot of people for a long time. It, it was like, oh, Vince McMahon is somehow, whether it's death or some sort of scandal, is eventually no longer going to be in charge of WWE. And you hoped and prayed that the Triple H, who oversaw the black and gold era of NXT, was going to bring some of those sensibilities to the main roster product and give it the improvements that we've been waiting a good 20 years to see. Now, unfortunately, I look at the current situation he's walking into where your main event is stagnant. The latest wave of new talent that you're trying to get up has been, let's call it a mixed bag. Your women's division is probably your strongest asset right now, but we're still waiting on a couple of people to get back from injury, mostly Bailey. Uh, NXT 2.0 is a mess. Kate can attribute to that based off of every uh, every review I watch. Um the call the show was unnecessarily transformed to be an easier pathway for wrestlers to get from developmental to the main roster. But when you actually look at the people who have jumped, they still get hit with the complete presentation and name change. Max Dupree being the latest example, as I nearly knock over my table. So I think that he is as for what he's going to do. Oh, and one other thing. All the people that he was working with behind the scenes during the Black and Gold era of NXT, they're gone. Most of them were fired back in January. So I think he is going to, at least in the immediate future, bring tiny little tweaks to the presentation. But I think we're going to have to wait roughly a year to look back and go, okay, these the show looks noticeably different from the Vince McMahon era. And you can do little things right now. You can tell the commentators and people when they cut promos, hey, these words are no longer banned. So people will actually sound like humans when they have a microphone. Michael Cole will sound like a real person instead of an automaton. You can have different... It was even on Raw last night. You can use different sets. The brawl between the Mysterious and the Judgment Day wasn't just in that little cookie-cutter backstage interview slot. It was actually in another part of the arena. There are little things you can do to alter the presentation. But if we're talking about, oh, he's going to change the main event scene. He's going to get the titles off Roman and stop booking Brock Lesnar and push guys like Tommaso Ciampa. Pump the brakes, guys. We're going to have to wait a little bit to see who he's actually going to put the Rockets to and send them off on better pushes. And I think, I think the perfect example of that was last night with Theory, where we went from a guy who... It seemed plausible he was going to cash in at the end of SummerSlam. Now I think the only real option they have for him is he's got to fail that cash in and send him back to the drawing board and give him a personality. We'll get to theory here here in a bit. Uh, Chris Mueller, Triple H's direction with WWE. What you thinking? I mean, I think we saw a little bit of this last night. We're not going to see big presentation changes anytime soon. The product is still going to be WWE as we know it. The difference is going to be that Triple H is going to add little things that I don't think Vince McMahon cared about or was capable of adding. So little bits of comedy. And I'm not talking about Santino Morella comedy. I'm talking about like the Jeff Jarrett stepping in between the street prof. Wait a second. Santino Morella was comedy. Gold. We're not going to we're not going to disparage 
Santino Morella as a WWE performer, as a booker, maybe, but not as a WWE performer. I, I would never, I would never disparage Santino. This is cl- simply classifying different types of pro wrestling comedy. Because Santino's style of comedy is very different than a John Cena or The Rock's style of wrestling comedy. And I think with Triple H, he knows how to make all different types of fans laugh. Even if it's just with little moments like Jeff Jarrett and the Usos and the Street Profits. And then he also knows ways to get the crowd on their feet. So like The Miz and Logan Paul brawling to open the show was a really fun way to get that show on a nice energetic high right away. So I think with Triple H, we're not going to see any major format changes anytime soon. We're just going to see little things added to what was already the formula. And then that's going to make things better because we already know the WWE knows how to create a product. It's little tiny mistakes that people tend to get on like, oh, somebody spent 20 minutes in the ring while a bunch of videos and entrances were playing. Triple H is going to be the guy that says, let's just have them do their entrance after we play all that crap. So little things like that are going to piss us off less. And we're going to be able to focus more on seeing matches like Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles versus the Alpha Academy, which God knows that's a match. Be a good thing. God, I I buried so much of uh, my own stuff that my, my internet kicked out i buried everybody else for having terrible internet that my own internet decided to kick out just now um uh kate what are you thinking with triple h i think it's a little less gradual than people are giving credit for obviously we weren't going to see anything major the raw before a go home to a pay-per-view that was already in play but I think that we already saw a lot of really great potential changes on the horizon that might come a little bit more swiftly. I think neutering Austin Theory, sorry, dude. I think that was a really, really good call. I think him getting run down on the mic in a way that Roman Reigns felt cool again was something that was symbolic of of two things, right? I think that means they're going to try and listen to performers um, be themselves more, which I think is really important. We saw Alexa Bliss make sense for the first time since her return yesterday, which was also really refreshing. I think people are underestimating how important it is that Triple H had a great relationship with female talent this entire time. Like you're going from a situation where women just couldn't feel safe at work to somebody who kind of put women's wrestling back on the map. Give me Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. I've been asking it for months. There's so much potential here. The pacing of the show was so much better yesterday. Doc had mentioned it. There was nobody loitering in the ring for 20 minutes. There were no like overly cheesy segments. Now, Bruce Pritchard is still there. We did get a lot of balls talk from Maurice, but I think what the problem is, is there's so many things that need to change from a creative perspective that he has to reboot so much stuff on every front. I don't think Theory is going to have a failed cash in. I think he's going to hand that money in the bank briefcase to Seth Rollins, and that's going to be the way for Cody to re-enter when he's healed up. I think there's so many different changes that you can make without completely disrupting what's going on in a really negative way. But if Theory being on the program for 45 minutes was something that you didn't want to see, at least he was getting his ass kicked in the process, both physically and on the mic. I also think it was symbolic that Triple H did not say anything yesterday. Maybe there was more to come with this Vince McMahon report and they don't want to 
start the new era until after SummerSlam. But I think he said, I'm going to let the incremental changes in this program speak for themselves. And I think it's a really, really steep climb uphill. So it's definitely going to take some time. But I think there were some immediate noticeable improvements, which I wasn't expecting any improvements until after SummerSlam because I thought they were just going to have to stay the course. So I think the changes that can be immediate fixes are going to come really soon. But of course, you have to work within the storylines that you have and figure out ways to wrap them up without it being too disruptive. I really, really feel like um, the name changes and the stupidity of Butch and stuff like that is going to stop. And that is a huge relief because you can't insult the performers that you're sending out there every week. It's just not fair. SB3, your thoughts on Triple H being in charge? Um, I've been on the fence for years about Triple H being in charge. And especially now, considering, you know, last year he had his cardiac event and the stress of, you know, being in control of talent relations and NXT kind of got to him with Vince kind of on top of him. Now he's the head of talent relations and the head of creative in a time post Vince McMahon. I don't think there's more of a high level stressful position for him to be in than that so i am a little bit worried on that front but as far as what we're going to see on camera i'm very i'm for the first time in quite some time i can actually say the h word i'm hopeful i'm hopeful of stuff that will change and we saw like everybody's been saying the little changes that they made the biggest one for me is the fact that we saw all those people in the mysterious locker room watching tv like a normal person that was the <laughs> biggest pop that i got all night they watched it they didn't watch it they weren't like this the whole time so they could see the t-shirt that they had on that was great in my opinion watching tv like a normal person i enjoyed Bullshit. that the way the stuff was paced throughout the night if you're not going to see the big changes that everybody is talking about like i saw a bunch of people on social media like oh my god it felt like a, a breath of fresh air it was so different no it was just a decent episode of, of raw we just haven't got one of those in a few months since cody left that was why it felt like that and the fact that it was in the greatest arena in the world madison square garden in my hometown of new york city that also helped you're from the UK at this point. <laughs> you're, you're, you have nothing to do with Matt with New York and MSG. You're, you're, you're a Brit. You're a Brit at this point. Will you stop <laughs> insulting me? I've been in more. I've been to more <laughs> Madison Square Garden events than probably anybody in in wrestling YouTube. I was there oh, for the like for the curtain call. That was the first ever Madison Square. Garden Were you event there? I ever went to. Were you there when Randy and Kim Orton were fucking in the arena? I wish. Um, but no. <laughs> but no. But yeah, nah. I, I enjoy I, I really I did enjoy the show overall because you did like everybody's been saying you did see those slight changes, but we're not gonna see like the big changes that everybody wants for like uh, over a year or so like nxt black and gold did not change overnight that came in with a big stigma to it it had to survive the game show era and he came back and made it into a developmental that actually got people to watch and it took like 
like two years, honestly, for that to kind of get away from the stigma of being that game show era. He got it in 2012 and everybody started really watching it when it went to the WWE Network in 2014. And everybody was like, wow, this is so much different than the main roster. We're not going to see that for over a year or so. So we got to give it time. We got to realize that we got to kind of coil our expectations of everything but i think that triple h in charge is a definite change that everybody can understand and agree with that this was needed all right let me everybody said like a year we, we maybe we'll see these changes the the creative changes it'll take it'll take like a year one year from now july 26 2023 who is the undisputed wwe universal heavyweight champion of the world and universe red and gold black yellow all the other colors that's what the title is going to be named i assume who's the champion one year from now chris mueller hmm that is a very interesting question because there is a I know, lot I of asked. people that they could go with but honestly, I think it's going to be Seth Rollins. I think we're watching Rollins begin his ascent back up the ladder right now. That little confrontation with Roman Reigns last night was just the tip of the iceberg. They're just teasing it right there. They're basically telling you, yes, Rollins is slated to be back in the main event scene at some point. And this is us acknowledging that him and Roman have unfinished business in some way. So I believe that not only has Seth Rollins proven himself to be one of the best and most reliable performers they have time and time again, but I do believe that he will be rewarded for all the hard work he's done over the past couple of years, putting so many other people over. Like if you look at his win loss record in 2022, it's not great. I mean, he helped make Cody a big star right away again in WWE. Not that Cody needed a lot of help to begin with. He was already well-known and well-liked. But Rollins gave him three great matches, and he took care of him when he was hurt in the Hell in a Cell. And that alone should earn him enough goodwill with management to say, we're going to put you back on top for a little while. We're going to recognize how freaking good you are and the fact that you can put on main event classics with just about anybody. And we're going to book you the way that you should have been booked for a long time and weren't necessarily for quite some time under Vince McMahon. Kate, who's the champion one year from now? Did SummerSlam already happen? Because this is like integral to my... <laughs> now we're, my we're, we're going into SummerSlam, but if you want to book who's going into SummerSlam and who might beat this person at SummerSlam, I'm, I'm fine with that. See, I'm going to say Cody's your champion. I think he returns at Rumble and, and wins. Um, but I don't know if it's a long reign because I just don't think he will need it. But I, I really think Cody comes back on Rumble. He wins the title. He has his moments by SummerSlam. I think you're looking at him maybe dropping it to somebody new. Like, let's get back into the business of making stars. I hope is where Triple H's head is at. So I hope it's Cody versus a Carmelo Hayes or a Braun Breaker. But I think going into SummerSlam, at least Cody Rhodes is, is your champion at that point. SP3, who is the champion one year from now? Yeah, I, I think after SummerSlam next year in one year's time, it's Braun Breaker. 
you that's how you start a new regime and a new era in your company when vince uh became you know got under control after his dad passed it over to him in 1982 it took two years before he found hulk hogan and made him the guy that really sent the company to the next level and in triple h's mind this is the guy that they've been building up and grooming in nxt 2.0 to get called up to the main roster and be their new main eventer so i think it's going to be braun breaker Connor Casey, champ one year from now. So I think, first of all, that the titles are separated again, and each brand has one world championship. I think that unifying them was a bit of a mistake. It was chasing after a visual of Roman holding up both, and then there wasn't really an answer for what came next. Uh, Triple H does not have the same obsession with visuals that Vince did. He prefers moments and storytelling over... Oh, look at this cool image of a guy holding up both titles. So I think at some point within the next year, the titles are split. As for who I want to be... Connor, this man put the, the two titles on Keith Lee just for the visual. He does care about... And then he split the titles. Yeah. He definitely cares about the, these visuals. He did that because he knew Keith was about to get called up. Remember, he All was right. called up a month later. Fair, nothing to do sure. with the visual. Give me that point back. Um... <laughs> But no, I mute think you gonna, again just for that. I think it's going to be Cody <laughs> is going to be one of the world champions. And I think at SummerSlam, he will be defending. I'm, I'm assuming he gets the WWE championship back because he specifically said, that's the title I care about. That's the one I want. I think it's going to be Cody versus Gunther. And I pray to God that they switch his name back to Walter. But I'm operating by what I have right now. I think I think they I think Hunter was a thousand percent behind him. It's why he had a record breaking reign as UK champion. Uh, Vince was obviously interested in him and it's why I gave him the intercontinental championship. And I think they're going to keep playing off that momentum where he'll, he'll drop the IC title at some point, but then he's going to go after the world championship and you can play into the whole patriotic aspect of it. You know, Cody loves that part, but I think it's going to make for a hell of a match and it's a hell of a way to sell a SummerSlam. And then on the other show, yeah, I, I buy Seth and Roman kind of renewing things. My guess is that Roman and Rock is going to happen without the title, if it happens. And then Roman's going to try and make his way back in the world championship picture, and Seth is going to be waiting for him. You guys are all wrong. It's going to be Alan Angels after he puts together a great independent run, and Triple H, who loves to just sign these indie guys, is going to sign Alan Angels, and he's going to be like, look what I did with this guy who wasn't doing anything in AEW, and then he's the hot name on the indies. That's the booking of Triple H right there. Everybody's gonna, gonna steal Takeshna. Like, yeah, that's how you oh, show man. it's a real change. It's a real oh, change. Shit. He's gonna put over the Japanese guy. Oh, that'd be great though. He rules. He fucking rules so much. No, he's gonna he's gonna get the the love of like Alan Angel so underutilized in AEW. Look at him, world champion in WWE. Thank you, Papa Paul. We're gonna send you our gift gift baskets again from Reddit. That's what's gonna happen everybody all right let's move on to the next topic uh here on opening bell did, did kate just leave or what happened yeah kate kate said she had to restart her router so i'm gonna restart her points to zero when she comes back and you know, oh good hopefully. i won't be in last place anymore <laughs> apparently apparently acknowledging santino morello's comedy gets me points taken away <laughs> um our death before dishonor was this past weekend we come out of the, the show with a lot of AEW people 
having a lot of gold. We got Claudio as the world champion, Samoa Joe as the TV champion, Wheeler Yuta as the peer champion, Mercedes Martinez as the women's champion. I guess they had the six-man titles with, with Dalton Castle. Um, and then FTR as the tag team champions. All these people outside of the Dalton Castle and the boys are signed to AEW. Jonathan Cresham apparently, reportedly, according to Sean Rossap, asked for his release, cussed out Tony Khan, and he seems the one out. And the Briscoes, who are ROH guys, didn't win. AEW and ROH kind of being merged together right now. Is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? Are you indifferent towards all this? Are you happy with it? What are your thoughts on all this, SP3? I absolutely hate it. I hate it, and I can, I literally, if it's a point in time when AEW's quality of their week-to-week television went down the drain or started the, 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 the tank down, it's still one of the best because it's comparable, you know, to everything else. It is still one of the best, but the quality of where we were at, at Revolution, when Revolution happened, it peaked there, and it's been downhill ever since then, and it marks three days before Revolution, Tony Khan bought ROH. He just has too many hands in too many cookie drawers at this point, balancing Ring of Honor, balancing AEW, and even with the, you know, Dalton Castle and the boys, the only ones not from AEW, that have ROH gold, they're just transitional champions before Brian Cage and Gates of Agony win the titles. Like, this is all to glorify Tony Khan's, you know, ego. He's just doing this to kind of say, oh, I helped save Ring of Honor. That's why we talk more about, you know, more about the the buy rates than we did about the actual storylines on the actual show. That's what it's all about for, for Tony Khan. I feel like the quality of AEW's television has went down ever since he bought Ring of Honor, he just has too many things that he's doing at, at one time. He needs help. He needs other people to assist him. I understand being the end all and the final say of everything, but you need help. And we've seen that with the quality of television. The build up to Double or Nothing was not very good. The build up to Forbidden Door made a made some people that I spoke to not even watch the show, even though it, the show winded up being the show of the year. The pay-per-views are great, but the week-to-week television has struggled because because Tony Gone is just doing too much. Kate, you restarted your router, and I said I was going to reset your points to zero, but I've actually like changed a lot of the banners and stuff. So I'm going to knock you down to five because I don't feel like changing the banners back to, okay. <laughs> to do all I'll this. So you're down right, to five. I'll learn it right now. I had to reboot my router just like <laughs> WWE needs to reboot literally everything. Let's go. <laughs> Kate, your thoughts on the AEW, ROH, and AEW just basically having all the titles in ROH and ROH appearing on AEW TV and them working together, but separately. What are your thoughts? Is this good or bad for the product of AEW? I think that AEW has been up against a lot of stuff that they partially put themselves in. And then also just the circumstances of wrestling, right? So tons of your top stars are injured right now. You have Andrade out, you have Danielson out, you have Punk out, you've got Cole out. Like, Unfortunately, a lot of guys that were carrying the banner there for a really long time and pushing all of your storylines forward, who I think might have been involved in this ROH stuff because they have a very rich history there, um, were unavailable due to injury. 
I think that ultimately ROH in the long run serving as what looks like it'll be a developmental and also deflating the overloaded roster balloon a little bit will be a good thing. But it seems like they want this to be a TV product. And right now they don't have TV. So if you're going to sustain the prestige of ROH, you kind of have to put those titles on AEW television, whether you do that with ROH television or AEW, or I'm sorry, ROH talent proper or AEW talent. That's kind of up for debate. I think in the long run, it's a good thing, but I do feel like it probably has hurt a little bit of the weekly television, but I also think they they put Forbidden Door, Blood and Guts in this kind of right back to back to back. I think it was just overload from there. I don't know if there's a way to do that, especially when Forbidden Door was essentially an all-stars pay-per-view. You can't really build out like super compelling storylines. And again, your marquee talent is injured. So do I think it's great right now? Not really. Do I think in the long run it's going to be great? Hell yeah. I think once ROH sorts itself out a little bit under the sale and gets their weekly TV, that'll be a really good thing. I think the fact that they haven't released Gresham yet, despite the request to, is probably a sign that Tony Khan is still hoping to talk things out with him. I think that's a huge, huge blow. But at the end of the day, like, it is a business. And I was, like, the only person that was watching ROH when it got taken over. So I kind of understand. How if you dare you? We did a weekly show on ROH. SB3 watches everything. How dare you? <laughs> speak again my greater point being that the ratings weren't exactly killing it so to put the belts on guys who have some exposure and prestige does make sense from a creative standpoint it's not my favorite thing in the world right so i think that in the long run it's something that'll be very good i think right now it's just in a weird transitional phase and i think AEW. i'm not one of these people that believes you have to like take your foot off the gas a little bit but i do think a pay-per-view that essentially had no consistent storylines followed by blood and guts, followed by this, was just too much um, all at once. So long run, yes, right now, a little bit wonky. Chris, your thoughts on the AWROH partnership thus far? I mean, it's it's one of those situations where Tony clearly wants to keep the ROH brand alive and in people's minds. So I understand the logic behind let's occasionally feature some of these titles and some of these people on TV just to remind people that it's there. But I do also agree that the weekly product has suffered a bit as a result of that. We've seen storylines come and go. Like, look how long it took Julia Hart to finally join House of Black. That was something that should have happened a month or two ago at the very minimum. Like, maybe even during the whole segment where they tried to give her the chair to hit one of, you know, the Varsity Blonde guys. So there, there are certainly things that Tony could be doing more efficiently. If he wants to keep ROH as part of AEW for now until they get a weekly TV show, I think once the weekly TV show is around, you need to make a clear delineation between the rosters. You need to decide which people are ROH people, which people are AEW people. The occasional crossover is fine, but it can't be as much as we're seeing now. But until then, maybe just pick one slot a week. It's either a match on Rampage or a match on Dynamite. Designate that as the weekly ROH match. Pick one of the six, five, whatever it is, titles that ROH has. Have it defended in that match. Give Claudio a little rub in the title win. Give Samoa Joe a title win. Just let them kind of shine for a little bit. But don't do more than that. Focus the rest of the time on the actual company that those shows are there to represent. 
That's what Warner Brothers paid for. They didn't pay for Ring of Honor. They paid for AEW. <laughs> so in the long run, I don't think it's going to hurt AEW, and I don't think it's going to be the end of ROH or AEW. I just think it's one of those unfortunate circumstances that we're going to have to deal with for the time being until a TV deal is in place or Tony decides AEW Dark is now ROH Dark. Kate, I'm going to give you a point for muting your mic while sneezing. Uh, and Chris, they that's what they do with the women, right? 930 on Dynamite. That's the women's slot. Just do the same thing with, with AEW. Connor! I mean, let's say if we want to get into the women's booking in AEW, we'll get into the women's booking in AEW. Well, we're not going to get into that just yet. Um, Connor, your thoughts on the merger thus far, or the, the sale thus far? So it, it's been a problem so far but it's one that i don't necessarily blame aew for when you look at dynamite right now you've got two hours of your most precious tv time and not only is it dedicated to an overinflated roster right now you also have to somehow set up matches for rampage on friday that you tape immediately afterwards you also now have to keep the interests of people who are like hey what's going on with ring of honor you have this other promotion and this is the only place that we can seem to get any of those people in front of TV cameras. Now, if you look at the, t I think of this era of ring of honor, similar to how AEW was back in 2019 pre dynamite starting in October, all they could really do was just have pay-per-view events. And also there's a dog in the background and, uh, <laughs> and keep stories chugging along on BTE. There wasn't much else that they could do at the time. Now, they lucked out in that in May of that year, they were able to announce, hey, we have a show coming on Dynamite in October. But with Ring of Honor, the company was bought in March. It's July. You've had two pay-per-views and there's been no updates on television. And you have to imagine that the Warner Bros. Discovery merger has been putting a kibosh on any sort of new programming. So they've been just kind of having to sit patiently and wait for the guys who have first refusal on any of their content to go, okay, now we'll, we'll take on another show from you guys and we'll put it on HBO max, or we'll put it on one of our lesser known stations like true TV. I don't blame Tony Khan for buying the company. And I don't blame him for wanting to put the championships on people that he has under contract. Because if you look at the ring of honor roster right now, it's mostly people who are already in AEW because very few people from the original Ring of Honor roster stuck around. They all went to other places. Case in point with Impact and the Honor No More faction. At the same, But they're just kind of stuck until they can get television. So they're doing the best they can with it. Unfortunately, it's hurting the product overall. So best you can hope for is them get announcing a TV deal and finally being able to declutter... Uh, what is already an overstretched and overinflated dynamite each week. Do we think ROH gets television? Let's say with it. And it, maybe it's not television. Maybe it's some type of streaming distribution, basically any type of distribution within the next three months. Kate. Man, I feel like it's going to be like a, right around the three month mark. So I'll say, yes, I think, WrestleNomics teaches you that um, people will take a risk if it's going to be something that's low investment, low budget from the terms of a t producing a television show. And I think with that ROH library, there's just so much um, 
there's so much value to putting ROH on their own platform because it'll reinvigorate the library once they have that sorted out. So I think that's coming quicker than we probably think. I just think um, there's so many pieces that need to, to fall in place to make that happen. But I would say three months before the end of the year, definitely. Connor? Uh, I buy it being in the next three months. Yeah. What that show looks like. Is that a show where it's live each week uh, or are they taping in bundles like Ring of Honor previously was doing? Um, I think that's all entirely still up for debate and conversation. Um, basically, you just the, the show needs to be there so you can depressurize your roster and send the people that you know you're not you're not using on Dynamite and Rampage proper. Send them there. It's not a developmental, but it does give people that aren't necessarily in the main event or TNT picture. It gives them something to do. And hell, it could give them it could help develop buzz for them. So that AEW can turn right around and say, okay, now come back here and let's do something with you now that people are talking about you. So, I, yeah, three months I buy it. Uh, so that's October. Yeah, I, I'll say, I'll say, yeah, they, they will be able to get some type of distribution deal. I think the HBO Max deal would probably be the one that makes the most sense because they could put the library on there and have a weekly show. I think it is going to be something that they have to tape because they're already stretched thin. I, I personally think Rampage should be live every single week because when it's not live, it just loses that can't miss feel to it. So I think that they would have to do that first before they would think about doing a live ring of honor show every single week so i think it is going to be taped in bunches but yeah i'll say hbo max something like that roh and chris if you're asking do i think they could land a deal within three months absolutely if you're asking if i think we will see a debut within three months absolutely not there's going to be a lot of logistics to figure out here. Do they make it a studio show or do they just pick a venue like Daily's Place to hold it in? Do they tape it three, four weeks at a time or do they tape it live every week? There's going to be a lot of decisions. And I feel like if Tony wants to run that as a full promotion, he's not going to be able to do that and AEW. So he's going to start assigning some of those roles to other people. We're going to see somebody like a Colt Cabana get a position in, a, or in ROH that gives him a little bit of power or like an Ace Steel for example, like somebody who's got a lot of experience might not have always been a top star, but is going to be valuable in making sure that that company runs smoothly. QT Marshall, another guy whose value lies so much beyond what he does in the ring. So you're going to have a lot of different people in a lot of different positions that Tony's not going to have time to do on his own. And I think he is smart enough to realize that he shouldn't be running two different promotions at the same time. However, I think streaming on a service like an HBO Max or even, you know, a Peacock or a Paramount Plus or whatever you want to decide is probably more likely than ending up on channel 386 below gardening channel five. You know what I mean? It's we're not going to see a ring of honor on TNT, but a ring of honor on HBO Max is something I could absolutely see happening. All right. After the first round. We have Kate at 13, we have SB3 at 15, Connor at 13, and Chris Mueller at 14. We're going to get into the odds. That is our next segment here. We're going to start with Ric Flair. He has his last match, allegedly, this weekend as he teams with Andrade against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. What are the odds? 
that if Ric Flair gets through this match and he's fine and everything is good and he's walking, what are the odds that Ric Flair wrestles again after this weekend? Give me a percentage, Chris. As long as he does not go out like Randy the Ram Robinson in this match, he is absolutely working another match because Ric Flair has too big of an ego to sit down and say, my career is over. As We don't know how Randy the Ram went out. It ended with him coming off the top rope. You draw your own conclusion. He could have wrestled again. Did, did you watch the film? Yes, I watched the film. And I also listened to all the interviews with people like Mickey Rourke, who's like, oh yeah, Randy dies. Like there's... Kayfabe, brother. Kayfabe. Go ahead and continue, Chris. As I just Losing points over the yes. wrestler. God damn it. That wasn't so, a percentage. You said a percentage. Well, okay. So the, the odds of him wrestling again, he will have a... Muting him again because he didn't give a percentage. Good call, Kate. <laughs> I'm calling for all y'all. I want to know SP3's conversion rate being a Brit. Like, is there... I, on points? I have wow. so many questions. I feel like this is anti-webcam... <laughs> like discrimination right now a little bit a little bit like again, I'm, I'm but anyway as long as he does bit. not die in the ring there is a 99 percent chance we see rick flair wrestle as long as there is some crooked doctor who will clear him out there and we all know that there is and it'll probably you, always involve you, Jay lethal i am not that kind of doctor did you did how do we know did you actually did you clear him for this match hell no i wouldn't take an appointment no. <laughs> SV3, what's your conversion rate percentage? How am I at lower points 70. now than we started? Because you got muted and 70. you're gonna get muted again. There, now you you've lost more points. Seventy-three percent that Rick Flair wrestles again because he's seventy-three years old. It would be seventy-four percent if this was past his birthday. But yeah, it's pretty much that. I think that we all are under the understanding that this is Rick Flair. The whole storyline behind his last match is his ego. So of course he is going to wrestle again if he survives this. If the fans love it, if the fans you know pop for Ashley Flair coming out and. Even in the Oz with Karen Jarrett, people are going to pop for that. People are going to pop for the strut. People are going to pop for his comeback when he puts on the figure four on the master of the figure four, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, it's, gonna, it's going to motivate him to do Ric Flair's The Last Tour. So that's what's next, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you heard it here first. You're going to go back to Australia with Hulk Hogan? Get, you're muted again, Chris. Connor Casey. I, I will I will go sixteen percent. I, I am I am actually buying that this is his intention to be his last match because I believe that he looks at everything that happened after the Shawn Michaels match, the god awful tour in Australia, the blah matches in Impact Wrestling. His last match before this was against Sting, and no one remembers it. It was in September of twenty eleven. Like that's how random that book, that entire era of impact wrestling was. I think he looks at all of that and says, if I can just have a match that is passable, I will consider that better than any of the crap I did post WrestleMania 24. And I can retire happily on that. If the match on Sunday is crap, I do buy him coming back, which is why I'm leaving a small percentage of, uh, in there but i think the people that are in the ring with him 
are experts. They're they're ring generals. They're not going to mess up. He's in the he's going to be in the ring maybe two minutes tops, and then he, they're going to send the crowd home happy. And I think he is going to consider that to be enough. Now you got Conrad Thompson out here being like, oh, it's it's not about the money. No, it, some of it is about the money. You're raffling off all of his gear, his ring robes. You're making special custom action figures. They're even selling a wine based off of the branding of this show. Like, And there's a comic book coming out. I had to write about that. Like, They are trying to make money off this thing. But I do buy that if he's, if he's satisfied with this match, he will hang it up. Kate, give me a percentage. I think it's adorable, first of all, that Connor thinks that Ric Flair has an ability to honestly evaluate himself and his career like a logical, normal person. No. He, everything you said is true, and he has no visibility into any of that at all. Um, I think there's a 100% chance that he fights his his pacemaker. So I would say... Ric Flair versus Pacemaker is something that there is a 100% chance being booked. He's definitely, definitely going to go for that rematch. Bit morbid. <laughs> oh, well, Will Washington was on this show talking about that. Uh, you know, people are going to tune in to see what happens uh, as far as was Ric Flair going to just get out of this match. We're very morbid on this show. I, I'm not convoning I'm not- <laughs> any of it, but... It happens, you know. I think this is very much Fast and Furious scenario where they said one last ride at about mm-hmm. Fast and Furious 4 or 5, and now they've made 20 of these things. It's the greatest franchise of all time, but I don't buy last anything, especially when it comes to, to Ric Flair. Uh, all right, next, next odds. What are the odds that The Rock appears this Saturday at WWE SummerSlam? Give me an odd, Connor Casey. I'll never say never, so I'll go 5%, but I don't buy it. This guy has an unbelievably busy uh, filming schedule. He, they're trying to launch the XFL. He's on a t- press tour He's right filming. now. He's on a He's press tour filming. right now with Kevin Hart. He's He was just on a press tour for Black Adam. That's going to restart the closer that movie gets out here. When you talk about just this week, I don't buy it. I don't think they even touch the idea of Roman versus rock until survivor series, if it's happening. And I still think the jury is out on whether or not it is happening, but they are going to wait until that point to finally even start looking in that direction. They want the focus of this match. I hate that it's happening. I'm not excited about this match, but they want the focus of it to be that it's the last one between Roman and Brock. So they're going to have it be definitively the last one, and that's it. And then everything towards the bill for WrestleMania 39, that's all later. I don't think Rock's showing up for this. His wife and his mom were at WrestleMania 38 back in April. We could see him in the crowd. The camera caught him. And I remember when Roman Roman won, the oxygen was sucked out of the room because he didn't show up then. If he wasn't going to show up for that, I don't think he's showing up for a Nissan stadium that's half full. Is it half full? It's half full. Oh, that's unfortunate. SP3, what are the odds that The Rock shows up? I'll go a little bit higher. I'll go 10%. I don't think it's very likely because The Rock just turned down the Emmys. 
So you turned down the Emmys to show up at like like Connor said, half empty Nissan Stadium. Um, nah, I don't see that happening. I think he's very busy with promoting all of his movies, with prepping for all the different things that he's doing. That and it, and I don't see that with WWE, regardless of Triple H being in charge. I don't see WWE doing the long term booking at, for that WrestleMania match like they did with Brock, unless they were gonna do Roman and Rock two times before Wrestle Wrestle. WrestleMania, like they did with Brock and Roman last year. They did it two, they planned on doing it two times, but Roman got sick before day one. So they have, they only did it twice, but they were planning on doing it twice before we even got to WrestleMania. So unless they were doing something like that, that's the only way I could see The Rock showing up. I think he's too busy with everything else. You said Survivor Series. I don't even think it's that soon. I think we're, we're waiting until 2023 before we even see an inkling of The Rock being teased on WWE television kate what are the odds the rock shows up on Saturday? i'll say seven percent one for each dollar that was in his pocket <laughs> seven bucks. Uh, I, I think it's it's just too early and it's been too chaotic even just from the perspective of i don't think they want to pay the rock for this many appearances as it would take for them to bridge the gap between now and next wrestlemania um last time they said that the rock was coming they gave us an egg so uh i'm just gonna go ahead take the safe bet here and say seven bucks seven percent baby yeah, i gave you five points for that because that was a great Thank answer you. uh <laughs> chris what are your odds there is a one percent chance the rock shows up and it's for a reason that none of you have talked about the rock has too good of a team to allow him to go anywhere near a scandal plagued WWE at the moment, even with Vince out of the picture, people know the relationship that rock had with Vince. They're going to associate him going back somehow with him being in Vince's corner, even though Vince isn't there, somebody's going to say that somewhere and it's going to catch on. He is not dumb enough to do that. This man is going to run for president someday. We all know this <laughs> and you do not want to be associated with a guy like current day Vince McMahon, when you are going to be trying to run a campaign. So no, I do not see him showing up. And the only reason I gave it a 1% chance is because I feel like if the right person asked him to do it as a favor, and it was just a cameo and not setting up a Roman Reigns match, he might say yes, because promoting Black Adam at SummerSlam would be beneficial for the film. Something along those lines. If we're talking a Roman rock program, the Royal Rumble is the earliest we even see signs of that happening. All I said is he shows up. They could be promoting DC League of Super Pets, which comes out, hits theaters July 29th. Everyone go see it. Voiced by The Rock and Kevin Hart. Hey, he did show up on AEW Dynamite. I mean, it was a commercial, but he did show up. <laughs> he did technically show up on that. Yeah, he did. Uh, our, our last odds, you guys touched on it a little bit previously. Theory had a rough night on Raw. He got ran down on the mic. He got ran down in the ring. What are the odds now that Theory does not cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase successfully? Chris? I think it's only at about a 50-50 right now, actually. Because I could see them still saying, you know what, let's just go through with this really quick. And he, and he gets it done. And then somebody beats him on Monday and takes the title back. But... I absolutely see it being a possibility that Rollins goads him into putting it on the line, wins it from him, and then Cody wins it from Rollins, and then Cody cashes in at WrestleMania next year. 
So I, I really don't know a definitive answer to this, and that's why I'm just going to waffle in the middle and say 50-50, because that is the best. We don't like that, Chris. Pick a side. Connor Casey. Give well, me I, will def- I will definitively go to one side, and I will say there is a 0% chance he cashes in successfully. The problem with theory so far is if you've watched him on the independent scene, you know he's actually really talented. But when he came to the main roster, the personality was sucked out of him, and all you had to him was, oh, he likes selfies, and Vince McMahon likes him for some weird reason. We were not – jury's still out on that one. and involved an egg. Oh, my uh, my Amazon thing is going off because someone heard me say Vince. <laughs> um, uh, why, why does your Amazon go off when you say Vince? I don't – I don't get that thing. So here's the no, we need an explanation for this. Dude, I just heard someone I just heard something go off about Vince McMahon. It's one of the machines over there. My roommate's here. Do you, I don't know. Do you have an automated? Does Amazon tell you like Vince McMahon no, news alert? I, dude, I don't. Can we hits? I don't know. I don't know. He's moving out. I don't know. So point is he didn't have a personality. But if you have Vince leave, which has already happened, and we've addressed that fact on television, and then he walks out at SummerSlam thinking it's going to be the easiest cash in the world because both Roman and Brock are dead. But he tries to pin Roman. Roman locks him in the guillotine. He taps out immediately, and then it's over. Where do you go from that? That sounds like the building blocks of a personality, of a character, of, hey, you were handed everything. And then it was all taken from you. And then when you tried to do it on your own, you failed. Where do you go with that? What what does a person do with that? That actually sounds like the beginnings of a character arc. That might actually get me to give a shoot about this guy. You can curse. You're getting muted for not cursing. This is not PG. Kate, give me odds. Uh... 7%, one for every buck. No, I think that um, I'll say say 10% because I'll always leave room for maybe they're going to try and do something to to surprise us. But I think him getting effectively neutered uh, pretty much killed any possibility of that. And then additionally, I think this whole arc with Theory has been booking heat on the company and not on Theory, right? And I think they want to get away from that. Like, People weren't mad at Theory for winning Money in the Bank. They were mad at WWE for inserting him into a match after weeks of qualifying matches to get in this thing, and then he wins. So I think right now Triple H wants to get booking back to let's get heat on heels for the characters of them being heels. And I don't know, for some reason, maybe he doesn't feel like booking heat on the company right now. (laughs) They seem to be doing that just fine themselves. So I think... Even if they don't go in the direction that Connor pointed out, maybe he's getting repackaged in some way. Maybe they give him a first name, but I don't think uh, he's going to be the guy moving forward as of right now. I I think that he either cashes in and fails or that briefcase transitions to to Seth or Cody at some point. But I, I think they know right now is not the time for theory and sayonara buddy sorry (laughs) sb3 odds that theory cashes in and fails with this briefcase 
Uh, I will go a little bit lower than everybody else did as far as him cashing in and failing. I'll go 76%. I think it's 24% chance he does successfully cash in because he's 24 years old. And that's the whole thing. That's been the whole gimmick for him ever since. Besides taking selfies, besides the Vince McMahon thing, he's the youngest ever United States champion. He's the youngest ever money in the bank holder. He's going. They want him to be the youngest ever undisputed champion. So there is that chance that's out there but i do agree with everybody else that it seems based on the booking that he should not be undisputed champion but when you also look at the booking of previous money in the bank winners they tend to lose a lot before they successfully cash in and theory is zero and six since he got this briefcase so the booking fits into him eventually cashing in successfully and they am thinking this title is going to make this guy and this is going to be one of our new top guys this is the guy that's going to main event wrestlemania 45 against braun breaker this is theory it's theory it's austin theory probably triple h will give him his name back but yeah i don't see it that high but i don't see it as low as everybody else yes visic man is not booking but like we've all established here triple h loves his moments and that is a moment that they can build and he could say i had the youngest ever undisputed wwe universal champion under my book pops he could tell vince that during thanksgiving at the end of odds kate has 21 sv3 has 21 that's gotta be a mistake connor has 19 chris i'm sorry buddy you you disparaged santino and it was all downhill this is lies and slander (laughs) what do you mean lies and slander this is what happened everyone i said nothing negative i said nothing negative about that man i love santino you said his type of comedy is going to be gone. We don't want Santino. No, comedy I said, I said triple H is going to. All right. You're muted again. Chris, if you have anything to plug, I will unmute you. If you're going to act like this show is not fair, which it is a hundred percent fair, then I will mute you again. No, Chris, you have anything to plug? Um, I will plug one thing. Everybody should go find either my tweet or somebody else's tweet with the link to Mel Coleman's GoFundMe page and donate whatever little or big amount you can. She's a great person. She's become a very close friend of mine, and I am just trying to help her when times are extremely tough for her right now in many ways. Everyone, first, go do that. Second, go follow and support Chris's work. He's at BR Doctor, BR underscore Doctor, I believe, on a on Twitter. That was great work. The FTR piece was, was a uh, tremendous, the um, pride month piece last month. Or, yeah. Last month was, was outstanding. Uh, Chris genuinely one of the nicest guys uh, in wrestling media. And I feel bad that I drag him on the show and try to get people to dislike him. And then honestly, I- this is one of the more fun <laughs> shows I've appeared on in a while. So I appreciate it. This was a great group of people to invite me on, you know, everybody well, here is fantastic. So <laughs> I mean, great group of people in SP3, so sure. You know, if just if you and Kate would start watching Marvel stuff, maybe you could come on my show. I don't have time to watch Chris, this. You stuff. don't invite me on your show, and yeah, I yeah, come on. Marvel. You've been on the show. I've been on once, and it was for what if? <laughs> <laughs> we've we've had people on mostly just once so far because I'm trying to get a bunch of different people, but I've been trying to get SP3 over here on. Keeps having scheduling issues or something. SP3 has no, so we, much stuff to do. Being in the UK has has prevented me from watching Marvel stuff. I am seeing Thor uh, Thursday, so um, 
Maybe Do they not have movie there. theaters and streaming services in the UK? No, no just the do. buses are weird over here. I'm in the, the countryside. Buses are weird. I'll tell you what, <laughs> Connor, you're actually the perfect person for the next episode because we're going to look at all the Comic-Con shit. So I'm going to reach Man, out yes. to you about that. That'll be next week, probably. Perfect. There you go. Yeah, but I thank you for having me on, guys. This was thank a lot you, of fun. Thank you, Chris. Enjoy, enjoy the rest of your week, buddy. Thank you. All right. We, we move on to quick hits. And I'm actually going to make sure this is quick. I got a stopwatch, everybody. We're going to put a stopwatch on you guys because you run your mouth too damn much. What was the end? Everybody talks too damn much is the famous clip. All right. Are you singing? You're like lip syncing? Everybody but... talks. Everybody talks. No. 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 You're getting muted for that. You, you like tried to mute yourself, <laughs> which I appreciated. But all right. Let's get into it. Quick strikes. Here we go. Kate, we'll start with you. What is Vince McMahon's next job? Um, Vince McMahon's next job is prison. <laughs> That's all it. Right. That's all I got. That was quick. You want it quick? He's yeah. going to jail. <laughs> I appreciate that. Connor Casey, what's Vince oh. McMahon doing in his post-life? Well, he's his sure not doing wrestling, so he's going to be a caddy for one of his politician buddies. All right. I like that too. Yeah, I like the quick. I don't even need the stopwatch. Everybody's getting extra points for this. Kate's up to 24. I just gave her 26. Ah, sure. Whatever. <laughs> Con- misclicked and it just, it'll, it'll benefit you. Uh, Connor will bump up to 21. Uh, in SV3, you already got 21. But what's his next job? He's going to be washing Anabese's back in the Oz. An Oz reference. I, I can appreciate that. I've never actually seen it, but I heard it's a good show. Uh, okay, get all, all of these points corrected, man. That's why I need the actual little gimmick that you could just knock up and, and put yeah. points on the board here. All right, quick hits. What's the Starcast panel? I don't know if you guys heard this. Starcast is this weekend. Starcast is available on Fight TV. They have great panels. Like what's next with Johnny Gargano? Insight with Chris Van Vliet and Claudio Casagnoli. Renee Paquette and Brian Danielson are reunited. What's next with Soraya? Great panels at Starcast. The roast of Ric Flair. Everyone can go over to Fight TV right now and order the bundle. Or if you're in Nashville, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, you can go check it out. Conrad Thompson is putting on Starcast 5. Everyone go watch that. What panel are you most looking forward to? Look at that ad read that I don't get paid for. What panel are you most looking forward to? SV3? Um, Soraya. I want to hear from her. I want to hear her be honest about, you know, the end of her time in WWE, about a lot of different stuff. What's her opinion about what's going on? And she seems like the only person who will be honest about what's going on with Vizic Man if you've been seeing her Twitter feed. So I'm ready for Soraya. Kind of crazy. What's the uh, panel you're most looking forward to at Starcast? Uh, Danielson and Renee Paquette. Danielson doesn't do very many interviews, but he likes to open up to people that he knows. Renee, obviously, him are obviously very close. They're hilarious together. I think it's going to make for some really entertaining stuff. I, I Danielson does feel like he does a bunch of interviews. I get a headline every time he talks. So, Kate, what's the uh, podcast panel you're looking forward to the most? In my head, the Danielson one is now called the Tree Seaman uh, panel, but I, the thing I'm looking forward to most now is the Gargano one. I think it got a lot more interesting since Triple H is in power, and I'll tell you the panel I'm looking least forward to is anything that John Alba does. Ooh. Is he doing a panel? He's doing he's the Matt doing, Hardy He's doing one. a Hardy one, yeah. 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 They do a podcast every week. What do they need a panel for? A live podcast. It's a live, live one. There you go. 
It's they do it every week. Whatever gets uh, John Alba doesn't need to get paid more. Are you kidding me? <laughs> nonsense, absolute nonsense. All right, last one here on the quick strikes. We we said who's going to be WWE champion in a year? We're doing a lot of year out booking. So give me the AEW champion one year from now, Connor Casey. I think it's MJF. I think that all of the this contract issue, I think it gets solved within the next year. He's back. He has white hot momentum, and they push him right to the main event. Oh, that's a hot take. At least I think so. Kate, who's the AEW oh. champion one year from now? I was actually going to say the, the same thing. I think that his contract stuff is already settled. I don't think he goes out and gives that promo if it's not already settled. Um, and I think you you have a nice transition in there from from punk eventually to mjf ah boo i don't like giving the same answers i'm taking points away We're down to 25 now sp3 who is the champion one year from now well if i can't give it to one new york guy i'll give it to the other eddie kingston will be the aew world champion he's gonna beat mjf for the AEW World Championship, they're going to do a New York pay-per-view, probably Revolution 2023, and that will be Eddie Kingston's moment to win the AEW World Championship, and I can't wait for it. I feel All right. I don't know how this happened. I, I feel like because SB3 there just uh, went went towards and sided with the fiance because that's who she would say, and so that, you know, that tugs at me a little bit. You got extra points there. SP3 has 27. He's in the lead somehow. Connor Casey has 25. And Kate has 25. Hey, Jeremy, are- fuck Kevin Durant. Oh, Connor Casey with, with a great line there to boost him up to 26. Kate, you are still at 25. Do you have any party word, parting words? The abs rule. <laughs> Go abs. I mean, that, is, that is true. I should but have no, 900 now- points now. Well, now, now you're just you're just uh, pandering, and I I don't after Connor's comments, and I don't appreciate that. So you're actually going to lose more points because of that. I don't I like the pandering on after the show the again. You have SP3 <laughs> advancing before me, man. I don't know how it happened. Are you kidding me? I have no idea how it happened. Kate is left. Everyone can follow Kate on Twitter <laughs> at Miss Kate Fabe. Uh, she does. I feel like she does a show every week. On Fightful now, she she does the NXT review. She does the SmackDown and AEW review rampage. Her and Alex do the sour graps on Fightful Select. So go to Fightful Select and and sign up there. You get shows by them uh, and all of course all the news and stuff. We're also at eight thousand subscribers, which is kind of nuts. I don't have anything to do with it, but you know I get paid off of it, which is nice. Um, that's insane that we have that many people. So go follow Kate. Go support Kate. She does she does great work. I, how? fuck is sp3 what happened what happened to to my my morality i don't get this at all all right head to head the reigning defending interim champion connor casey against the man he put in a body bag the last time they were on the show sp3 last week we had as a tie-in with aew the shark cade match because it was shark week Right. There's a lot of brands out there. There's a lot of weeks. There's a lot of pick a brand, pick any brand you would like to pick. It could be McDonald's. It could be tied. Just pick any brand. I'm, I'm trying to give you a little bit of heads up so you can think about it. Pick any brand you would like to pick and book me a match 
based on that brand. Give me a brand tie-in with this match, all right? It could be whatever company you want, whatever kind of match you want. doesn't matter. Give me a brand tie-in. Give me a match, okay? I'm going to start with you, SV3. I'm always getting screwed over. Oh, my God. Um... So brands, brands. Um, I, well, I, the first one that came to mind is because John Moxley, he's known for a couple of things. He's known for hardcore matches. He's known for, you know, his beautiful wife. He's known for being my pick for the best wrestler of 2022 and interim AEW world champion. And he needs to have a tampon match because this man loves to bleed. And, you know, you get the tampon community with John Moxley. Uh, it's a it's a thumbtack tampon match. And it's John Moxley versus someone else who, who loves to bleed, Eddie Kingston. That's how you run back that feud. Tampon, a tampon barbed wire thumbtack match. And that's how you sell some tampons to the community. Because Eddie Kingston and John Moxley are going to stop their bleeding with the tampon community. Okay, but tampons aren't a brand; that's a product. So, what's the name of the brand? I don't know. I don't know tampons. You don't know. You don't know Wait, you're supposed to know. It's a brand SB three. It's a brand match. This is. They're just using tampons in this thing. They gotta have something to plug. They have to, you know, besides what you plug with the tampon, you got it. That's I'm what you have to do. I'm gonna call my wife right? so she can tell me a tampax. Tampax. Um, tampax. There you go. The fact that Connor, you know that I should get because I have a girlfriend. That. Yes, I I have I have a significant other as well, but I don't okay. be watching their tampons. That's poor. Sometimes That's poor you gotta make emergency runs, man. You never know. Connor Casey, give me a brand match. So, I enjoyed Jungle Boy's return to Dynamite last week, but I didn't like that Luchasaurus immediately turned back to join him. I actually really like the idea of a heel luchasaurus i think the black gear looks fantastic and i think if you're going to play into the eventual rivalry between jungle boy and luchasaurus between a boy and his dinosaur what better brand than jurassic park i want them to go to the set of the original jurassic park film you know they still got it and i want them to have a weapons filled match in what looks like an actual Jurassic Park enclosure, complete with barbed wire fences, electrified fences. I want giant-ass tree branches and rocks. I want this shit to get primal. And it'd be the Jurassic Park match. And have that be Luchasaurus's signature match. You know what, Connor Casey? First, that's a great answer. Second, because you topped SP3 at whatever answer he tried to give, we're just going to skip the rest of the head-to-head. -head. I'm going to award you both points right now, and SV3 doesn't even get a chance to try to make a comeback because you got beat so badly in that first segment that you have lost, SV3. You, you, you got to be kidding me. You, first no. of all, you gave, me, you gave me the first shot on this ridiculous I gave you time questions. to think. You're I gave you time to think about this. It's a, ridiculous, it's a ridiculous question. How did you get this job? 
how the hell did you get this job? And I get I get all the Hard way work, to the finals. Dedication. I had the most I had the most points. I I I totally did it again. You did it again. You screwed me over again. I can't believe that I waste my time every two weeks on a Tuesday for this bunch of crap from Jeremy Dan Lambert. I'm sick of I just mute him. I mean, I was letting him go for a while there, but then he just kind of kept talking. So I just said, do you want to plug anything, SV3? Or you just, if you're going to keep ranting, I'll just kick you off. That's the beauty of this. I can just I have all the power. Good chat, SV3. Everyone can follow SV3 on Twitter, at TrueHeal. I'll plug for you. See what a kind guy I am? I'm doing the plugs for you, buddy. Follow him on Twitter, at TrueHeal, SV3. We actually had a new True Rewind go up on Fightful Overbooked. Everybody can check that out. Uh, FMC every Mondays here on Fightful Overbooked. If you saw it yesterday, I believe this is going to drop on Thursday. Myself, SV3, Cher Delaware, interviewed Pauly and Cara from The Challenge. What a, what a time we had with them believe in pro wrestling with ricochino as Peter does that wrestle talk as well he's there doing news he's doing podcasts he's doing a bunch of stuff with wrestle talk and the true the true heel heat network everyone can go over there did i miss anything you want to give me a, i see it backstage you want to give a thumbs up like did i miss anything okay all right we're good all right good good chat sv3 good job before i give you your facetime connor casey i'm gonna put these messages up i was flipping me off look at look at this asshole get out of here uh chris says kate and i were robbed well thanks for spending two bucks to put that on there chris uh-huh. appreciate it uh and jj has requested that I, I put this one on screen and it is a, a very good uh a very good answer uh where's it at there it is burger king of the mountain match oh that's good that's a good yeah. one good job good job Mdart. that's a, that's a good one all right connor casey the floor is yours the facetime is yours say what you have to i would just like to point out that i was in third place going into that second round, but through some crafty strategy, I am still your reigning and defending interim pillar to post champion. And Alex McCarthy, I know you're watching and I know you are trying to hide. You think the Atlantic ocean is enough to keep us apart? No, sir. I am coming for that championship. I want my unification match and I don't care how many people Jeremy has to line up for me to knock down to finally get, you in this chat but it's gonna happen there you go alex mccarthy is a coward at some point maybe he will come on here and defend his championship we shall see guys thank you thank you for tuning in thank you for all the comments and everything thanks to connor thanks sp3 thanks to kate thanks to chris for being here and bantering about for the last uh hour and 15 minutes really appreciate it we'll be back in two weeks with pillar to post we got a lot going on on Fightful Overbooked. I've been very happy with all the content everybody's been producing, and I feel like we've really found a nice little groove with everything we've got going on. So everyone, just go to FightfulOverbooked.com, support, check out all the different videos we got covering historical stuff in wrestling, modern-day wrestling, New Japan, Joshi. We're covering a little bit of everything here. Guys, thank you. We'll talk to you all in two weeks here on Pillar to Post.